Warning: Me Time and Murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! Here Dancing around him, reciting poetry. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God! That's crazy. No. Why? <laughs> oh well, big surprise. Oh God! <laughs> Dead on the bathroom floor. Get it? It's okay. Oh. <laughs> Do you want to tell me your drama, Tres? <laughs> very small amount of drama, but I'd say for the people there it was exciting enough. So last night, out for dinner um, mm-hmm. with my my boyfriend's parents, um, it was called Spit Jacks. How do you what? feel about that name? I don't like it. It sounds like they're spitting the food. <laughs> <laughs> Spit Jacks? It was called Spit Jacks. Oh. Mm-hmm. Don't like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was very tasty. Um, uh-huh. I and at the dinner, mm. um, it was relayed to me that by Dan's parents who live in West Cork, it was relayed. So they went to a local sort of community concert type thing. I think it was held in the, either the local church or the community hall. Uh-huh. Um, and Ian Bailey showed up. <gasps> with a new woman. What? Mm-hmm. He's got a new girlfriend. No way. Uh-huh. And she... Mm, what age is... She's probably in her 60s. And... <laughs> this what? is very West Cork, though. Okay. Apparently she had a big slit in her skirt. <gasps> oh, my gosh. That, that horse. <laughs> um, but... He was spotted, they spotted him there and they also spotted him out the front of, oh, I forget the name of the pub, but he was with the girlfriend out the front of the pub and he bought his own wine at the shop What? and brought it and drank it out the front of the pub, yeah, which is like the height of like, that's such an insult for the pub owner. Yeah. You know, you want the crack of all the people, but you won't buy his drink. Was um, he in the pub and like the? I think he was smoking the out the. Fr- I, was I think say. he was like smoking out the front and then drinking a bottle of wine. But I'd say he went into the pub. Like otherwise, Jeez. why did he go to the pub? So God, as what a weird thing to do <laughs> to direct to bring your own drink. Um, <laughs> yeah. So and what did so they that's do? The, that's the update. What What did they do? Uh, Dan's parents. Dan. Dan's parents, they just this. give him a wide berth. They now like mm-hmm. they stay. They stay very far away. A lot of people stay really far away from him. But there's obviously people that do interact with him. Otherwise, he wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah, he's going out for the attention. You know. Yeah, it's just oof. shivers. He's still Actually, lurking where about. Does he live? Where does he live now? God, I can't. Oh. Obviously, Jules kicked him out of the house, so he lives somewhere else now. I can't, I'll have to look that up again. But I always remember thinking, could you imagine you wake up one morning and he's your neighbour? <laughs> I know. Like, wouldn't that be yeah. awful? Um, so that's my little West Cork update. You know what you could do, though, um, if he was your neighbour? Remember that guy who did the live feed of the hotel? You could do, like, a live feed of his oh house. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I love the guy that's at the... Oh, did I tell you that he got into the Cecil Hotel? He went in? Uh-huh, he finally got in. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, 
It's just a house. <laughs> but it was very exciting. It's just a building. Yeah, but it was very exciting here. He finally got in. Ooh. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God, I was glued to that channel for a while. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, what are, we, what are we drinking? What are we doing? Okay, yeah. Uh, 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 oh, our intro is so different. What are you drinking, Trez? I am drinking Barry's tea. Now, this time it is full caffeine, which probably isn't a lot of caffeine. <laughs> wow. Because it's just tea. But I need it. I need it today. Late okay. one last night. What about you? What are you drinking? I am drinking. Uh, I don't know the brand name. I don't think it's a big, big brand. But a mango iced tea. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything mango is yeah. usually good. I love mango. Mango everything. Mm. What mm-hmm. about your me? Your me time. Well, I'm actually putting banana on my hair. Uh, not not an actual. Well. Not from my kitchen, but it's the Garnier Ultimate Blends Nourishing Hair Food mm-hmm. Banana and Shea. Mm-hmm. It's a hair mask. Uh, you, I think I think we've had this on the yeah. podcast before. Yeah, no, it's a good one. What about you? What are you doing? I've got caviar eye balm on. Okay. Okay. You're gonna need to break that down for us. Like sometimes, like if I'm in a good mood and like a sales assistant like really tries to sell me something I'm like oh, oh. No. I'm like okay god god love you trying so <gasps> hard to push me to buy this shit so oh. it was on offer I don't even know if this is a good brand or what but it's called Supreme Deluxe Caviar <laughs> <laughs> not just Supreme not just not, Deluxe yeah, Supreme yeah. Deluxe yeah it's like Supreme <laughs> Worldwide Caviar I Bomb. It improves in seconds. Um, I have no idea. I throw out the box. I have no right, idea what's like in the it. Fanciest. It's in a glass. Is this Estee Lauder? No. That's what comes up whenever I type in. Caviar. Oh, wait, no. Okay, I think I found it. There's a lot of uh, Chinese lettering. Yeah. This must be it. Um, yeah, it doesn't smell like caviar. <laughs> anyway, so we got told off on. Instagram the other day. Did you see uh, it? No. Uh-oh. We got a private message. Somebody complaining about how much fluff we have. At the, or waffle. Too much waffle at the start of our podcast. I was like, love oh. waffles. That's us. I love waffles. Um. Oh, dear. Should I go read that? No. So I'm just saying, let's just cut out the waffle and just jump right in then. let <laughs> it. Yeah. Okay. Do you know the... This? You might have told me that. Before I started <laughs> talking giving about Ian details Bailey. about my my boring night, well, was that was that was the highlight here and that. But Ian Bailey, we Strikes can cut again. cut the rotisserie chicken. Cut it out. <laughs> Nobody needs to know. Uh, so this case was uh, sent to us by an Instagram follower. One of our like sent to us over Instagram, and she didn't want us to reference her. So I'm not going mm-hmm. to just. Thank you for mm-hmm. sending this mm-hmm. case. It is the murder of Patricia Furlong. Have you heard of this murder? No, I bet you it's one that I should have heard of, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't know. Or maybe it. I will. Do you know what? I'm really bad with names. Sometimes yeah. halfway through the case, I'll realise that I know who this is. I didn't know it either. It's fine. Okay. Okay. So, in the early 80s, Patricia Furlong from Durham in South Dublin she was a typical, happy-go-lucky, innocent young woman. 
She was enjoying her early 20s and she... <laughs> sorry, sorry I'm going to need to interrupt you. I'm sorry, you're going to start again. What? I'm reading, I'm reading the waffle message. I couldn't resist. <laughs> oh, God, the chat at the start of the podcast is so unnecessary. Well, okay, something I can't miss the podcast. Sorry, that one really interesting. What one was really interesting to her? She needed to say what one was interesting. You see, that I was also like, what is she talking about? But then I, was, I think she's referring to the one, Lizzie, Lizzie Donahue. Right? Yeah. Like, How do you know? How do you know? Because well, it was just on the day it was released? or Yeah, um, it was the day it was released. But also, like, there was a bit of waffle in it because there's, there's only, I had very little resources. I had just the appeal resource. And then I had, like, mm-hmm. one very short news article about it. And like mm-hmm. so, I didn't cut out too much of the waffle. I usually I usually cut out. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, however, we still want to have some person. I know. It's like proper scolding I, us. <laughs> I just find that really weird. Yeah, that someone would reach out to actually say. Maybe she means well, though. Maybe she's like. Genuinely thinks that might help us or something. Okay, right, good. Sorry, yeah. I couldn't resist. All I don't right, think sorry, we don't sorry. have too much waffles. Some podcasts talk. Oh, compared to others, no. Jesus, no, compared to others, they no, talk no, no, for no, like no. like thirty minutes, like close to an hour sometimes. And I'm like, what the hell mm-hmm. are they even talking about? Like, mm-hmm. get to the murders. But also with those podcasts, I do just skip ahead. That yeah, is also yeah. um, something yeah. that you can do. Yeah, you can I also just skip ahead. Skip ahead, yeah. I'm like, shut up, shut up, shut up. But like, sometimes I'm it, in the mood to listen to that's them. That's the other thing. Yeah. That I, yeah, sometimes I will, and then if I'm not, I'll just skip ahead. So yeah. to me, it's like, you have the option to skip ahead. No you, one's forcing yeah. you to listen to yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes anyway. I want to know like what's going on in their lives. And then sometimes I like couldn't give a shit. I'm too busy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe should we do a bit like they do on YouTube? Do you know when they say like jump to two minutes, 45 seconds, for the case, for the start of the case, we could do that. No, no other podcast does that. Okay, why don't they? Do you, does, it, does it hurt your? You think we should start reading? Huh? Does it hurt your? I don't know. I guess we no could. One, no one does it. But, but I would it, have to no, do it. There's a I, might be. I would have to do a, it post, though. You see, because we don't know where we are. While editing, I would have to then go. Yeah, you would have to write and, down the time. But while editing, and then at the end, I would have to record and then put jump to two minutes no 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 sorry i mean in the i mean in the description and sorry i mean but no one does it so is there a reason why nobody does it yeah i don't i don't let's look into it let's not do it straight away let's look into it okay (laughs) okay patricia furlong from dun from dundrum in south dublin was a typical happy go lucky innocent young woman enjoying her early 20s she enjoyed going out Dancing with friends as well as roller skating. Love it. Yeah. Not good at it, but remember we good used to go you. rollerblading in Bundoran. Yeah, I don't think I was ever good at it. <laughs> when you're young, you're a bit more brave, though. On Friday, the twenty third of July, nineteen eighty two, she was at the annual Frahan Festival centered around Johnny Fox's Pub in Glencullen in the mountains above Dublin. Does Johnny Fox's Pub ring a bell to you? Um, oh my god is that where Annie McCarrick went before she disappeared you are correct ding 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 yep. do I get a prize yeah, you get... I'm actually really proud of myself <laughs> you get a waffle ah! 
<laughs> I actually do really want a waffle. Oh, Have you ever had the waffles in Mods in, in Enniskillen? No. They're the best. No. We're going to get one someday. Go crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So she went to the pub. Mm-hmm. So she's. So I also didn't know what the Fraun Festival was. So the Fraun Festival is like a harvest festival from like ancient Irish tradition times, like a Very pagan cute. festival. I lo- mm-hmm. I know. I love all that stuff. Where they worship the blueberry. Yeah, essentially. Do you like blueberries? I do like blueberries. Do you? I know a lot of people that don't like them. Idiots. I know. What right, else are you going to have on your waffle? I like them on porridge as well. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So at this at this festival, it's like people go to pick berries and like obviously mm-hmm. like mostly like like blueberries and stuff to make mm-hmm. pies and jam. Nice. Mm-hmm. God, you make me hungry. Oh, we used to pick berries with mummy and daddy. Do you remember? What were they? Were they bilberries? I want to say no, no. Were they blackberries? I can't remember. Uh, they were quite small. And we also, we all, I think they might have been, we also used to pick gooseberries. I will never forget gooseberries. And they're like, oh, they're like prickly grapes and they're, they're super the bitter. Yes. Uh-huh. They're like hairy grapes. Yeah. Like they were like fuzzy. I haven't had a goose. But so, so sour. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I've never seen them since. Yeah. It was, that was in the field hill beside our house. But you don't see them. And we made gooseberry jam. You, I've never heard anyone talk about gooseberries. I've never yeah. seen gooseberries. Yeah. It's almost like sometimes childhood memories. You think, did that really happen? Was that, no. was that just us? Was that, was that, was that real? <laughs> yeah. Did other people eat gooseberries? Gooseberries. I've never seen one ever since. Yeah. You know spelled like goose? Is it a gooseberry? What do you call it? Oh, maybe we, we were saying it wrong. <laughs> Goose Gooseberry. Anyway. Too much waffle. Waffle, 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 waffle. Waffle. So at the festival, it's like, what do you expect? There are like livestock, like competitions and showings. There's like dancing and music. There's crafts and craft fairs to buy and sell, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, at the end of the day, everyone meets in the pub. Johnny Fox's pub. Have a pint. Have a whiskey. Keely to traditional Irish music. Love it. Oh, such fun. Sounds good. This was all, this was uh, Friday the 23rd. The next morning, on Saturday the 24th of July, 1982, a farmer came across the 21-year-old Patricia's near-naked body in the corner no. of the field. I know, no. it starts off right away. The day after the festival. Yes, the next morning. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I mean, it's... The Blueberry Festival. <laughs> oh, I know. You know, like, how can this... Oh, my God. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, I did try did to find... Did she go on her own? Sorry. I sorry, tried to find more she... information about Patricia, yeah. but there didn't seem to be a lot. Okay. There wasn't a lot out there. I wanted to give okay. her more background, but I couldn't find mm. any. Because would you go to a Blueberry Festival on your own? I, I, I don't think so. To, you know? I don't think she was there on her own. Okay, yeah. I mean, like, we should be able to go to things on our own. <laughs> we should, <laughs> you know? but I can't see myself. Jesus, I know. Well, if it's your local community, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, but I don't know. Even I don't then, know. women still aren't Oh, safe. sorry, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Sorry, as a woman. As a sorry, woman, we should I, be yes, able to sorry. go places. It was more yeah. just, um, 
if she was with someone that I I'm just I just can't believe how this happened really and I'm just wondering was there somebody there that will be able to you know help put it together or so the farmer the farm no the field where Patricia was found was known was known locally as Corbett's Field and was only a few hundred yards away from Johnny Fox's pub where she had been dancing the night before God this pub is cursed I know let's never go there Mm. Her boots had been removed and placed beside her body. Okay, we're jumping right in. Mm, okay. Yeah. Her blue cotton blouse and white jacket had been taken off her, then twisted and wound round into a rope. It was strung around her neck and tied in a knot. They killed her with her own blouse. Yes. They. What kind of monster is this? Strangled her with her own shirt. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I really hope um, at the end of this case we know who it is. Otherwise this is going to drive me uh-huh. insane and I'm going to get really angry. A guardy oh. investigation of the surrounding fields found, found a bunch of her belongings, including her including her personal diary. Her belongings... In the field? Yeah. It was in like a different field. And her... So... I guess um, she carries her diary in her bag. Yeah, I suppose so. I don't know what kind of bag she had. Maybe she had like a rucksack bag. Okay. You okay. know. Yeah. And her belongings were in two separate neat piles. So they weren't like... Oh, yeah. I hate that. They weren't like scattered around oh. the field. They were like placed there. Ugh. Mm-hmm. It appeared that this was the field. Corbett's field was where Patricia was murdered before being dragged to the more overgrown field that was like more like concealed that she Mm. wouldn't be spotted as quickly right and no attempt to hide the body with you know it doesn't seem so Mm, just okay Mm -hmm. just like thrown in the corner of the field oh okay so obviously it's a festival so there was many witnesses at this pub Mm. Mm -hmm. when the police investigated One witness said he had seen Patricia that night. She was sat for quite a while on a giant water tank at the rear of the pub with some man. This witness didn't recognise the the fella she was with. Okay. Mm. But could he describe him or? I believe so. Yeah. He was like a young man. Okay. The guardie went over to the water tank and sure enough, there was a pint glass still (gasps) sitting on the water tank. So they gathered it to use as evidence oh for, my god yeah. chills yeah. the glass that she drank out is still sitting there and she I'm pretty is now dead sh- I'm pretty sure it's his glass as well as there oh it's his oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay so DNA great um, but also could be a glass of someone else who had no dealings with her and that's scary for that person <laughs> yeah this is true but also it's the 80s so it's not not really DNA you're hoping for a fingerprint oh mm-hmm. okay okay mm-hmm. right a security guard at the festival stated to Gardy that he had saw two young men acting suspiciously at the entrance to Corbett's Field that night. <gasps> he said that they also appeared to be there with a dark Ford Escort, which was parked at the entrance of the field. Oh my God. Another young female witness who was an acquaintance of Patricia knew one of the men that Patricia had been talking to that night. When being interviewed by the police, the young female witness said that she knew this man 
because they had met at last year's festival mm-hmm. where he had tried to strangle her. Oh, sh- shut up. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Oh, imagine being her and yeah. imagine seeing him at that festival. Mm-hmm. God, she was brave to go back to the festival. but Yeah. And then she sees him again and he's just walking about and what? what? With some other girl, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Maybe. Obviously she never, well, not obviously. Did, did she not report it maybe or? Maybe not, yeah. Or maybe nothing, well, it wasn't taken seriously. Okay, this is, I guess it's the 80s. I don't know, this is really crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. The young female witness gave the name of the man to the guardy, and she was able to confirm with the guard that this was the man that the other witnesses had seen Patricia <gasps> with that night. So everybody's like pointing at this young man. Wow. Okay, this is suspect number one. Uh-huh. The young female okay. witness also said that she'd seen this guy talking to some other dude at the pub who was mm-hmm. driving <gasps> a red, yes, Ford Escort. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is all very good uh, witness yeah. statements. Yeah. They're all corroborating yeah. each other. Yeah. They're all pointing in the same direction mm-hmm. on the same mm-hmm. timeline. Three other witnesses all confirmed that they had seen Patricia in the company of some young man. The man, described by the witnesses, was young, about six foot-ish, slim. He was wearing white shoes, a jacket, trousers, and had his hair... <laughs> And had styled his hair in a quiff similar to the popular singer Shaken Stevens. I actually have heard of that person. I, like, I, whenever I was reading this, I was like, oh, like now I feel young because I'm like, who the fuck is that? I, I definitely heard of that person, yeah. I, I have no idea what they look like. They have a quiff. They have a quiff. That's such a funny word. Okay, blonde quiff, right. So this guy probably stands out. Yeah, sounds like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Another witness said that while he was leaving the pub, he seen this Shaken Stevens guy running at full tilt up the road away from the direction of Corbett's Field. There's so much like mm-hmm. witness statements. There. Oh my god. Yeah. What an idiot, though. Why would you commit... I know it it, it probably wasn't planned and all yeah, of that, but, you know, fun. really mm-hmm. bad time to do this. Yeah. When it came to examining Patricia's body, the, the pathologist said that they had to remove the ligature using a scalpel. No, so, so that it was obviously really tight. It was so tight. They noted oh. that the ligature was also made... was very sophisticated, like... Somebody had made this ligature before. (gasps) It looped around the neck and then it tied into a knot on the back. And in fact, there were no finger or thumbprints or any other kind of bruising on Patricia's neck. Just this ligature mark. So they didn't even touch her with their hands. They seemed to know what they were doing. Yeah. Or else wearing gloves. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, detectives and forensics were looking were looking for fingerprints. Detectives took out Patricia's diary and they scoured through the pages. Upon examination, they found one fingerprint. They were able to identify that it was a male print. Mm-hmm. And they thought that perhaps the killer flicked through her diary before <gasps> placing it on one of the piles. Oh my God. I know. It's like 
kind of creepy because it's like invasive you know it's like her it's personal diary and like, it's like why oh yeah. why were you interested uh, did they because i would have assumed that they didn't know her previously sorry i'm gonna sneeze <coughs> god bless you thank you yeah that that's that's so creepy it was so uncalled for mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. do that examination of the beer glass that was left in the water tank also revealed another fingerprint however the identity or of the person or persons who left mm-hmm. any of these prints would never be established mm. can you can they tell whether those the print from the diary and the print from the glass can they tell if those came from the same person maybe not if it's like a thumbprint so. and a finger yeah I yeah, don't think, you can't yeah. really tell yeah, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. would have to be the exact So it could be one person or two people at yeah. this point. Yeah. Mm. So the guard struggled with this investigation right from the start. Um, even though it seems to be going like quite smoothly. Well, there's, I'm right? shocked by how much information they're getting. Yeah, right. But I guess it's like, mm-hmm. it's all great to get the information, but how mm-hmm. do you actually track that person down? Well, they've got the car. Right, yeah. Car is a big, big one. There's spines. They have, yeah. yeah. It sounds like this should be way easier than it's about to get. Okay. Uh-huh. So, one of the things that the guards struggled with was that they had too many witnesses. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> they couldn't manage the amount of statements. A public request wow. for assistance had been released via the media. Like, the public were told if they had information to go to the station. Mm-hmm. However, this announcement led to hundreds of people <sighs> queuing yeah. outside the station wow. with only a wow. few local guard to take <sighs> these statements. This it was a festival, like I know, did, right? A lot of people, yeah. Mm. Wow. So the queue quickly turned into a crowd and the crowd started to get angry and what? <laughs> They were so angry that they had to call in extra detectives in from Dublin had to come <gasps> to like help them. Like oh, oh my god. Yeah. This is crazy. Right. In total there was about 1500 statements were taken. Shut up. That isn't that crazy. That's a lot. That's a lot. I'm shocked. Yeah. Wow. I wonder what mm-hmm. size this pub is. This pub is probably not that big it's just that people are coming in and out yeah. and around the vicinity yeah. and yeah. yeah god there's a lot of time frames as well you know yeah yeah people aren't there at the same time oh god that would be so messy yeah and people want to help you know yeah mm. like people are probably i mean i'd say the anger happened because they're angry about the murder yeah very and they're you know? frustrated and they want to help mm-hmm. yeah even though they had like they had 1,500 statements. Actually, a lot of witnesses got so frustrated that they left the police station. <gasps> so they didn't even get them all? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. One of the 1,500 people who gave a statement was an English DJ who had been working in Dublin, Vinnie okay. Connell. And he is going to be our first and only named subject. Subject? Suspect. Sus- suspect? Yeah. Dinny Connolly? Vinny, like Vincent. Oh, Vinny. Uh-huh. Vinny, an English DJ. Was mm-hmm. he blonde with a quiff? <laughs> no. 
He wasn't. He is not blonde with a quiff. Where is blonde quiff man? Where is blonde quiff man? I don't think this is going to go the way I want it to go. It's not, Tress. It's not. Okay. Okay. So Vinny's career in Dublin had not taken off yet. He had recently left his job as a prison guard and was pursuing a career in radio. Okay. He was at the festival that night with with his fiance in the hopes of meeting an RTE producer who could help him find work in South Africa. This actually did happen and Vinny became a famous radio DJ in South Africa for like a brief stint. Okay. Since Vinny was there that night, he had to give his name and details to the guard. So he went to the station to make a statement. However, while there, he got he became really pissed off and refused to sign the statement. So, a few days later, the guards went to his house. Here, he made another statement. He got pissed off and refused to sign it again. Not suspicious at all. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. And that was it. No more progress was made in the case for six years. Excuse me? I know. Vinny was... That was it? That was it, yeah. But the red car. I know. I know. What? I know. It, what? They did not what? seem to pursue uh. this shaken Stevens guy. Uh. Uh. While in Ireland visiting friends and family, a guard pulled a Vinnie over, uh, pulled Vinnie into the station and held him for another statement. So he gave another statement six years later and then they let him go. Then two years later... So it's been eight years since the murder wow. of Patricia. Okay. Vinny left South Af- left South Africa for good and returned to Ireland. Mm-hmm. In May 1990, Vinny was having a drink in the Fleet Bar in Dublin City Centre when four detectives walked in and arrested him for attempted arson. He's he's only just got back to Ireland and yeah. Yeah. has he done arson? Did he do it? So. In 1982, whenever Vinny was being uh, like interviewed and stuff, an ex-girlfriend uh-huh. came forward saying that Vinny had tried to burn down her house in 1982. Oh, my God. So whenever he returned to Ireland, they <gasps> pulled him in and was like, you tried to burn down this girl's house seven years Whoa. ago, eight years ago, I suppose. However, it was a bit of a ruse because within a few hours, he was being charged with the murder of Patricia Furlong. <gasps> yeah, I thought they were doing that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Under the law, the guard were able to put him in detention for questioning for 48 hours. Vinny was driven to the guard station for interrogation, and he eventually signed an alleged confession. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, when the trial came, Vinny pleaded not guilty. Okay. So he said his confession was coerced. Yeah, yeah. He testified in court that he had been deprived of sleep for the entire investigation interrogation time and was physically and mentally broken through a prolonged period of violence, including <gasps> hair pulling, slaps, punches to his kidneys. His head was dunked in a bucket of water. What? Yeah, that's a bit, oh, that's a bit dramatic. Jesus. But see, are we to believe him or... Well, I mean, they're cops. Why didn't they have a camera? I know that they, they didn't pause do that in the, the camera. Uh, I don't or know, the 90s. That, that's only like 
a kind of a recent thing. The past ten years they've been doing that. I mean, it's kind of bonkers that they weren't always doing it. It's hard, their word against. Do you I know, know what I mean? Right. It's like, ugh. So he also said that the guard used violent threats, including one that they would shoot him in the knees and elbows. Gross. Guardy denied this, of course, and just pointed to his confession. They said, look, he confessed. He's trying to get out of it. Mm. <clears throat> However, in court, the two handwriting experts testified that this was not his normal flowing signature, that it seemed to have been forced or he was not in like a good physical state however the confession was allowed to be read in court a section of it was read out anyway and it said what ye don't realize gentlemen is i put all is i put all that out of my mind after that night and i did have some drinks on me i remember meeting her outside the tents and walking down past the pub and into the field in the field i put my hand around her waist and she slapped my face That's when it started. She might have slapped me again. I pushed her to the ground and I pulled her bra and top around her neck. I think she tried to scream. After that, I don't know. I just ran in a blind panic. I remember taking her handbag and throwing it away into the bushes near where we were or somewhere. I'm not sure. I got back onto the main road over a wall and ran back to the beer tent. So that was like part of the confession that was read out loud in court. Is he trying to say he went back to the festival? (laughs) Yeah, like, would you do that? Would you? You you would go go home unless he wanted that as an alibi. Like, people seen him. No, I seen him. He was there at such and such a time, you know, and he was fine. Got another pint. Um, Throwing the bag into a field, I mean, that doesn't really fit. We know that the items were placed quite... Neatly. Orderly. Yeah, so... This isn't fitting. Uh-huh. And pulling her bra and her shirt over her head. Uh-huh. He left out a major part about turning the shirt into a... A, a ligature, uh, yeah. Sorry, yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah. I'm not... I don't like mm-hmm. this guy, but mm-hmm. I don't. it doesn't sound like it doesn't fit for me. Yeah, right. Hmm. The prosecution apparently supported this confession with evidence given from his now ex-fiancé, with whom Vinny had gone to the festival with. Mm-hmm. The ex, she said that Vinny was gone for around 45 minutes, between 11.40am and 12.30am. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, others who Vinny was with, who were there that night, all disagreed with her statement, saying he was not gone from the pub, he was mm. still there at that time. Do you know what? So messy. Everyone's yeah. probably drunk. Yeah. Do you really, like, how often are you looking at your watch? I know, right? You don't know what time it is after yeah. a few pints. You know, you don't. You're, you're 100% <sighs> right. I don't yeah. know who to believe. Yeah. However, Vinny and his ex-fiancé did agree that they left together at 12.30am mm-hmm. where they drove, where they drove to her house in South Dublin. Okay. Mm-hmm. And did they know the time of death? Were they able to establish that? Well, it will come out later. It's going to come out later. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So during this time, it's kind of like the Ian Bailey stuff. Mm. The media was all out to get this Vinny guy. The okay. media shelled out reports of like a Jekyll and Hyde personality, mm. a man who allegedly 
assaulted women, made threats to, and who made threats to previous girlfriends, including attempted arson, which we, mm-hmm. we know about that. Mm-hmm. Ireland also came to know Vinnie as having a superior attitude. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the evidence of the, conf- the signed confession was enough for the jury to unanimously believe the guard and convict Vinnie Connell of murder in October 1991. Wow. Yeah. What was the actual... I mean, there was no actual forensic evidence, though. That's I mean, a, I know they yeah. didn't have a lot. Yeah. But, but wait, 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 wait a minute. They can fingerprint him. Well, obviously the fingerprints he, didn't match because the would have that would have been in the court. But then if the fingerprints don't match, then... I but suppose they no, can just say you had an accomplice who... or Yeah. Or I suppose just because it was a male... F- or sorry, you can't tell if it's a male fingerprint. It's just because it was article, a fingerprint on yeah. the diary, it doesn't mean it was there and happened that night. Someone else could have touched it at another time. But also, the, none of those fingerprints were ever matched to anything, mm. to anyone. So mm. obviously when he's like, he was arrested, they took his fingerprints mm-hmm. and they tested it against the beer and the diary and it was mm-hmm. negative. So yeah, there's like basically no forensics. So he doesn't have blonde hair. So the guy drinking the pint by the water tank had blonde hair. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm still not sure he's our guy. Mm-hmm. While being escorted out of the courts after the late night verdict, Vinnie protested his innocence. I did not kill this woman. Please believe me. I didn't kill her. I swear to God, I never met her in my life. He roared as he was taken out. I have this feeling that that might be true. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. At the time, this was the longest trial in Ireland. Oh, wow. Mm. Why don't I know about this? I did not know about it either. Hmm. I suppose it was quite long Mm -hmm. ago. So we weren't while, alive. Yeah. So while in prison, four ex-girlfriends came forward stating that they too had been violently assaulted by Vinny and lived in fear of him. Oh. Yeah. You see, all of this could be true. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Well, he yeah. still didn't do the killing, but it just, it doesn't make it look good for him. Yeah. So he had He'd done it to four women? Well, four of this came forward. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. It could well be true, but it still doesn't mean that he killed uh, Patricia. I know, yeah. Especially if, like, he mm-hmm. didn't know her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Um, so mm-hmm. he had... Ba- God, so it's confusing. Yeah. The way he had attacked these women... Okay, he- so we, why, what way did he attack them? So he had battered one, stubbed a, oh. cigarette, a cigarette out in the face of another... Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, and attempted to burn down two of their houses... The whole burning the houses down, yeah, that is frightening. Okay, but none of these are strangulations, and they're all very different. Yeah. It's true. Cigarettes, it's true. battering, mm-hmm. burning down, and mm. we know that the pathologist said that the ligature was sophisticated, and it's like, well, obviously he he's not making nooses and stuff. He like he's it's not in his M.O. Mm-hmm. So Vinny had never, never admitted guilt to the murder. And he remained in prison for four years until he was granted an appeal in 1995. And that is where we will pick back up. Ah, in the next episode. Me. 
very exciting. See you on the next one, guys. Slano alia. Bye bye. Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page.